Uh, I'm Bobby Navia. And I am Dorian Weinzimmer. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of The Couch. Another week. Woo! Um, Dorian, I got something right off the bat. Oh, shit, what you got? I got something right off the bat to tell you. <laughs> oh, Infinite? Yeah. Yeah. I watched it. I know. I, I was did waiting. I, I didn't text you okay, back, back yesterday. On per- I figured I mean, as much. We were going out to dinner and stuff anyway, but uh, I was like, no, you know what? We're recording tomorrow. Let me just hear about it. I mean, yeah, tell me. <laughs> so I know I had texted you I, like when it came out yesterday on Thursday. I kept seeing like reviews online and just like people were angry, but also like thanking Paramount Plus for sending this movie to a streaming service mm-hmm. because it was just that bad. Yeah, and I was like, holy shit! I didn't expect like this. You know, I expected some middle of the ground reviews. You know, but not this. So I started to question whether or not I should actually. Like, <laughs> invite Sean, invite Kaz. Like, what are you guys doing Saturday night? Do you want to sit down and watch this movie, right? Yeah. This Mark Wahlberg action movie. And so we were in the yard yesterday talking about it. And Sean was like, oh, yeah, thanks for calling me out on the podcast. Now I have to come down and watch this because, you know, like, I have a reputation. And I was like, just hold on. I was like, I've watched it already. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I thought I would save all of you. And it was a good, good decision that I did. Yeah. Yeah. This movie is beyond nonsense. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I have a high threshold for garbage uh-huh. and nonsense, <laughs> but this was just like... It's too much. It's a bridge it too was. far. Yeah. 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 A lot, lot of... Um, it is a... Uh, it is a 70... 77... No. I'll go. It's a 55-minute movie. Mm-hmm. It's got ideas for 55 minutes uh-huh. that somehow <laughs> stretch to an hour and 39. Okay. Like... Yeah, this is like a short film at best. Yeah, you know, we've, um, seen, we've seen the you know the narrative taffy <laughs> uh, effect before. <laughs> yeah, um, I almost uh, I had to like try not to text you while I was watching it mm-hmm. because uh, so many times when we reviewed like different trailers and stuff, you know how they make um, uh, people who have like autism or you know, some sort of, like, you know, disability, like, a superpower. Yeah. This is literally how this movie starts. Oh, okay. It's with a voiceover of Mark Wahlberg saying, like, he was diagnosed with schizophrenia Mm. at the age of 13, and he's, you know, talking about how, you know, it's not a disability, and it's, you know, it's it's part of who he is, and, like, because he's trying to get a job as a restaurant manager. Oh, okay. Um, But something happens where, like, stuff that's occurred in his past due to his diagnosis... You know, he's like acted out in ways or like he broke some dude's arm or whatever. Um, He doesn't get he doesn't get the job. Fuck. Right. So uh, crazily enough, though, the trailer, like all almost all the action beats in the trailer, like happen in the opening action sequence of it. So I got a kind of drive through the building. uh, Yeah. uh, Yeah. yeah. The drive through the building. um, The opening starts with uh, with a chase through Mexico City. Which oh, okay. action wise and like stunt wise, it it uh, it's it's a really good action sequence, like with cars and everything like that. Although I did kind of lose my shit when at one point, when our our hero person is trying to evade the cops, he goes under like a catacomb and then purposely stops on a on a like a bunch of um, bricks mm-hmm. and like slows down the car to like gear over it and then puts it back into gear again and the wheel whips one of the bricks, bricks okay. behind and just flies through about three cop cars. <laughs> I was like, oh God, this is this is not good. <laughs> um 
but anyways, the uh, the hero guy who is uh, who's going through who's being chased by the cops in Mexico City has stolen something from uh, Chetuel, a Geoforce character, and um, he ends up dying in in that in this in this big at the end of this giant action sequence, and Mark Wahlberg is the reincarnated uh, version of him. Mm. However, since Mark Wahlberg all these dreams he has or his schizophrenia, you know, like uh, you learn later on in the movie that a lot of a lot of infinites like they uh, kind of like mutants in the X-Men, like by puberty, like they're they're re- who they are, their reincarnated self sort of just like comes through mm-hmm. very clearly. But it hasn't for Mark Wahlberg because like he's just been through a lot of shit. <laughs> as a young person oh uh electrotherapy he's been in an accident that's had like a metal plate put in his head okay. so like literally his brain stuff, yeah. has been fractured and that's why it's not mm. you know it's, it's not, not it's not kicking in it's not clicking yeah. right the engine won't turn over yeah, yeah. no uh <laughs> so a real quick question um the restaurant he's trying to become the manager of yeah is it a Wahlburgers? it's not oh yeah. I would have thought he was a savvier self-promoter than that. Oh, well. That anyway. would have been a pretty good, though. Yeah. That would have been a pretty good... Anyway, sorry to interrupt. There was no, like... <laughs> I didn't see, like, a label on the front. So, for yeah. all I know, it could have oh, been a potential Wahlburger spot. Been, yeah. You know? Maybe it's, like, a Demolition Man-type world, also, where all restaurants are Wahlburgers oh, now. So, fuck. of course, he was becoming... He, you know, that would have been great. That would have been really That good. actually would have maybe endeared me to the movie, uh, you know, this much. Just a little bit. Tiny bit. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I mean, other than that, like, it's like nothing happens in this movie. Uh, Chitterwell, a Geoforce character, has used to be a um, used to be a good guy, uh, but has lost the faith. Mm. And for many, many years, like he wants to like die for real. He does not want to be reincarnated anymore. Mm. And so he's created a bomb that will literally evaporate everybody on the world in the world. So that seems like overkill. If you die, there's no one to reincarnate <laughs> yeah, into sure. anymore, right? Uh-huh. So this is his. We have to kill everyone. We have to kill everybody. Gotcha. And uh, it's a small leap to yeah. make, you know, <laughs> from <laughs> I don't want to live anymore to oh I'm okay with murdering all of humanity. Yeah, because uh, he's had a while to think it over. Oh yeah, he's had <laughs> thousands and thousands. Of Yo, I'll, I'll, once again, another Hollywood movie rips off Chicago Rock. Can I just point this out? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the fucking plot of our film, is a god who wants to die who is immortal. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. This keeps this like keeps happening. I'm starting to get a little pissed. <laughs> <laughs> Especially because they're making shit versions, too. There's even like a little <laughs> orb that's involved as well. That's the bomb and shit. I bet. You know? Yeah. Yeah, yeah so... Uh, I'm convinced there's like all of Hollywood has seen our film and just they're like, don't tell anyone because we're just going to like <laughs> we're going to like John Carter from Mars this thing and just steal every fucking piece of it. Oh, you know, shit, dude. <laughs> oh, wow. Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, overall, it was uh, it was not a good movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, nothing really happens in it. You know, every place we're at, every action sequence we're in, like has no has no bearing on the movie other than to just be like, look at the really cool production design, you know, look at, you know, the really cool like gadgets that we've made and everything like, like Mark Wahlberg is like, he's on, you know, something beyond autopilot. Mm -hmm. Like (laughs) this could have literally been any actor and it would have been kind of better. Okay. Like he just, it just seems like he doesn't even really like care to, you know, 
be involved in whatever is happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. And to that extent, I feel like Chetawil at Geofor is going too far. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, but uh, really bad CGI. Uh, the last fight is a fight in free fall for a bomb. Like they've j- both jumped out of a plane and then mm. they're fighting, you know, each other and stuff. Oh, uh, cool. in like Lord of the Rings. Yeah. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's really, um, yeah, not a good movie. Not a good movie. I, I don't quite know else what to say about it other than that. <laughs> it's just, yeah, it's not worth discussing any further. It sounds no, like it's, just it's not. fucking terrible. I, I hate to say it. I really do. I have already canceled my free subscription for Paramount+. Excellent. Plus. Um, I hate to say it, but like it feels... I cruised around Paramount Plus a little bit, okay? Uh, there wasn't... It, it's kind of just a mess, the way the whole app is like organized mm-hmm. in terms of you know what's on there. You know, what can you see? You know, everything like that. Um, it feels like a Paramount Plus movie. Yeah. Which is kind of a bummer. You know, like it just sort of feels like a like Yikes. a Paramount Plus movie. You yeah. know, this isn't something like, you know, Kong versus Godzilla where it's like it's on HBO Max, Warner Brothers, like here we go. But like I feel like HBO Max even now like has sort of ironed out, you know, the sort of older movies they're putting onto the streaming service, yeah. you know, and there's a, there's a definite like rhythm to, you know, what, what they have on there. Uh, in addition to like the big Warner brothers stuff, whereas, uh, and of course like Hulu and also like Netflix, they all have their sort of like, when you open those apps, you expect to see like certain kinds of movies and everything. And yeah. Paramount plus just seems like this jumbled mess of like MTV, Nickelodeon, uh and you know cbs uh yeah. content and it's, now it's like one app with a bunch of other apps in it all yeah, vying for your attention really weird. Yeah. it's really really <laughs> weird um and yeah like i mean f- by the end of the trip by the end of the movie i was like I, this i just feel like this movie fits on this platform like yeah. it's just as messy <laughs> like you know do you want an accurate representation of the paramount plus app i mean watch yeah. infinite it's pretty much what's happening yeah can we just call it Paramount Minus? <laughs> oh, <laughs> damn, that's good. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> Fair. Yeah, Fair. I mean, that's what it seems like. Yeah. You know, sometimes sometimes HBO Max is HBO Min, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. They've done a good job of, like, I don't know, maintaining some sort of, like, scope or, like, kind of epic feel to the stuff that they've been putting out, I th- partially because... I think the, the-, the theatrical releases that are happening mm-hmm. uh, with them. And again, yeah, having that sort of like big, you know, kind of billboard when you open the app up too. that's just like, boom, conjuring devil made me do it like 4K. It's here. Right. You know, exactly. In theaters and right now, you know, or watch it here, you mm-hmm. know. Um, so, yeah, it does still feel like, you know, I still like even though I haven't really liked any of the HBO Max movies, some a little bit more than others, but um I do still feel like I'm getting away with something when I watch them, you know, Mm -hmm. like I still feel like I'm stealing a movie, you know, from the theater or something. And, you know, now that theaters are, you know, open again, it's, you know, something I'll probably any movie that I'm actually like Dune, of course, I'm actually going to the fucking theater to see. Right. And then if it's as good as I'm positive it is, I'm going to come home and watch it again immediately. (laughs) So I'm excited to have that option. Yeah. Um, but I would still prefer that they just did a theater, you mm-hmm. know, because then I'd just go to the theater and see it again, like the next day or whatever. Yeah, That'd right. Be cool too. And mm-hmm. I probably won't do that now because I can watch it at home in 4K, right. Dolby Vision on repeat, mm-hmm. uh, and also watch my 4K copy of David Lynch's Dune, which will be available by then yes. as well. <laughs> um, you know, so that's an experience I want to have too. Right. Um, but 
But yeah, no, you're right. There is something about the way that they're putting those movies out and the way that they're kind of like even just platformed in their app. Yes. And given so much real estate and mm-hmm. priority that like, yeah, it does. I think maybe we haven't been giving some of those, the considerations behind that enough due credit. Yeah. Whereas now like with Paramount Minus and the way that, you know, Infinite was kind of handled on there, just right. that it feels like, especially even the way they announced it, you know, there's something too that's kind of like, well, it just because it makes me think of Cloverfield Paradox is what it is. Yeah, when yeah, they just right. announce like right away, like one week from now, this big movie's out, you mm-hmm. know, on our streaming service. I'm like, OK, now now I'm positive this movie's terrible. Yeah. Because right. you're just trying to like get in on that like um, initial hype. Mm-hmm. We're excited right now. OK, here's the thing. And we didn't even have time to really kind of like consider it or like realize like, wait a second. <laughs> yeah, right. Maybe they're just rushing this out the door and trying to hype it up as something that it's not. Mm-hmm. You know? um, so, yeah, and that seems to be 100 percent of the time. That's how it plays out when there's mm-hmm. these like surprise reveals that are like, you know, tomorrow or like in a week. Right. The movie's yeah. out. And it's like, ooh, yikes. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was rough. It's kind of I mean, the the concept of the movie is. Like it's rich for it's got like a rich like franchise potential or like, hey, it was a movie and now we're going into like a limited series or something like that. Because like your main characters can just be like reincarnated into just different people. You sure. Know I mean? Yeah. And so like there's there's a lot of opportunity, you know, to to do something cool with it. But I feel like it should have just been like super, super scaled down. Yeah. Like they were trying to do like Mission Impossible Fallout before doing Mission Impossible. Uh-huh. <laughs> I mean, there's a part where Mark Wahlberg drives off a cliff onto a plane <laughs> in this movie. And he has a samurai sword while he's holding on. And because he's had past lives, he knows he can do this. Like, because I, he's I, had past lives. First of all, the samurai sword he made because in a past life he was like a bla- like a Russian blacksmith. Of course. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, and there's like really terrible voiceover in it too, which <laughs> it's like voiceover that is a voiceover he's explaining things to you and then like two scenes later another random character is saying the same thing that the voiceover said and it's just like pick one i mean like let your movie be let your movie like you know entertain and educate your audience or like yeah use the voiceover but just do one yeah you know don't need need all this (laughs) yeah Yeah. right right um one one last thing i'll say about it is uh there's a lot of things that get introduced in the movie or mentioned that like a movie like this is it just never comes there's no never any uh rounding of the circle Mm -hmm. to the idea um uh the main character who's been reincarnated into um i forget i forget what his name is i'm not even gonna look it up uh they talk about him uh pushing pushing further this idea of uh, this like talent or skill they have to like reincarnate themselves that he's pushed it further in different lives into almost something supernatural where he has like control of like the elements in some way. Right. And, but it's never brought up again. And it's only, it's only done twice in like certain scenes. Like in one of the scenes is where like Mark Wahlberg is on the plane, like holding onto it with the samurai sword. Uh And then like, he kind of puts his hand out and like the wind and like the rain that's happening, like starts to, I don't know, starts to do something okay, like visual. <laughs> and then he like lets go of the samurai sword and he realizes like he can just stand up while, while this plane is just like going however many hundred miles an hour in the air. And it's like, what is what's ha- what can he do? Like, I don't understand 
what's happening? And yeah. then we're cutting to Chidowell and Geofor going like, this is impossible. And I'm yeah. like, I okay. know, I agree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it turns out we're finally on the same page. Yeah. yeah um, wow. I did think a lot about Wanted. You know, I remember we brought, I brought oh, yeah. up Wanted. Um, I, I, have, I have it on my list to like revisit that movie. Um, I think like like Sean has never seen it before mm. or anything, so I I, I really want to check it out. I remember it having just a couple really over the top sequences that I loved. Yes, like when he uses some guy's torso as like a bullet shield. Yeah, like that was incredible. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then most of it, I think I, I don't remember caring for too much, but yeah, um, but it had its moments. I feel like I gained a new respect for Wanted after seeing yeah Infinite. Sure. Like I was like, I'm really <laughs> excited to watch Wanted now. You know, like. Uh, and so it's like I want uh, infinite is you know infinite is what like uh, like it should have been like a, a another like wanted you mm-hmm. know um, and I feel like compared to infinite like want, wanted is very like scaled back you know there's the bending of the bullet and you know some crazy stuff you know but yeah I feel like they really lay the ground with the loom of fate in that uh-huh. one it's like, yeah yeah we get all our <laughs> info from yarn yep that's how we do <laughs> yeah exactly um yeah but uh but yeah not a good movie and uh i'm happy to not have paramount plus anymore yeah nice well i'm happy to hear that you're you've canceled that subscription yeah before it started Mm -hmm. um so so at the end i can only assume that you know because this guy reincarnates like you know sure maybe we got rid of this incarnation mm-hmm. of him but he's probably out there still or whatever oh yeah we find we find him again oh okay yeah yeah everybody dies like all the main characters that we meet like mm-hmm. they all die because they can you know this uh, is great for a franchise guys yeah it, let's kill every all the actors that you like seeing yeah in these roles mm-hmm. let's mm-hmm. get rid of them all Oh, uh, and just then, like just like altered carbon, you know, and then also and then these other actors have to still play the same person the same way the last actor right. played, so they don't get to make any new decisions. Right. They yeah. just have to try to act how the other person acted the role. Mm-hmm. It's fuck. It's the dumbest thing. Do you remember the shot in the trailer where there was like there was like a big glass wall and there was like a little drawer that like came out? Yeah. And somebody put something in it. Mm-hmm. Okay, that. <laughs> That the loom of fate. It's not. <laughs> it's it might the, have been better if it's it was the cabinet of fate. The cabinet the, might have been better if it was the fi- cabinet of fate. <laughs> File cabinet of fate. <laughs> Somehow, Egeofor uh, uh, has made a, a weapon, a gun, right? That it's you know it's it's got a holster, but like the the uh, the handle of the gun kind of wraps around your wrist a little bit. Cool, right? But he's made special bullets. Of course. Right? You want to know what these bullets do, Dorian? Because he reincarnates. Yeah. (laughs) These bullets he uses to kill. uh, No, well, not kill. To shoot people, to shoot infinites. He has Mm. to shoot them in the head. Uh, And then when they die, they don't reincarnate. Their essence or their soul gets put onto like a hard drive. Oh, oh shit. He uploads their consciousness into a bullet. So they cease to be able to reincarnate and he puts them in these glass cabinets. Oh man. And their their soul and their essence is just kept there. Sort of in stasis. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Gotcha. It just Timothy Leary their ass. <laughs> yes. Uploaded their consciousness <laughs> and then put it in the fucking the file cabinet of fate. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. That's, I mean, that's the best thing I've heard about this movie. Yeah, lots of random shit like that that sounds pretty out there and cool, but yeah. like... It's just horrible and stupid in the movie, yeah. But yeah, the reincarnated... And then, gun, and then this gun doesn't get used on him. 
It does get used on him. Oh, it does. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. now he's like in a stasis bullet. We don't know because it doesn't even like Wahlberg shoots him and then they just land in a giant ocean and then it goes, it just like wraps up quickly. So it's All like, right. y'all didn't even recover the body? Like, yeah. what the fuck? Like, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, yeah. fuck this. But anyway, yeah. I, I, so I asked just because uh, recent, well, it could just a couple nights ago, uh, Hannah and I watched the uh, 2001. Hugh Jackman, oh yeah, John Travolta, Halle Berry vehicle, Swordfish, yes, password accepted, <laughs> which is the full title. It is, and the only proper way to refer to the film. In fact, if you're going to truncate the name of the film, I would prefer that you just call it Password Accepted and oh. not call it Swordfish. Oh, yeah, all right, hot take there. This movie is called Password Accepted for those for those <laughs> diehard fans of of Swordfish. They know, they know it's just yeah. Password Accepted. The true, the true, the. Tr- <laughs> <laughs> the true fish heads out there. Now. <laughs> uh, it's called password accepted. Um, but anyway, the uh, that movie ends in a similar way. Oh yes, because John Travolta, his whole thing is like he changes his identity all the time. That's right. And like we even saw the dead body of the the person, mm-hmm. the shitty John Travolta with the soul patch guy that he looked at and went, "Give me his body." <laughs> earlier so when you think he's dead at the end you have no idea he might have just taken on a new identity mm-hmm. he in fact he probably did mr yeah. gabriel Shear, um because he lives a life the rest of us only fantasize about exactly um he does spins when he gets out of cars and shit it's it's wild i, I mean, can't wait to rewatch this it movie. is one of the horniest movies i've ever seen it's just every scene they're like how do we fuck <laughs> right now yeah. let's test this guy's <laughs> hacking skills while he gets a blowjob you know incredible it's it's amazing um but anyway yeah just funny that uh we just watched two movies with similar endings in that regard <laughs> yeah <laughs> the bad guy right, is dying exactly. you're like Ooh, but he might just be in another body <laughs> <laughs> congratulations infinite you've managed to arrive at the ending of swordfish yeah <laughs> uh, so bad that's quite a circuitous route you've taken but uh you know that's the i would say sum total of your accomplishments uh, yes, today we actually are reviewing a trailer. Yeah, and uh, believe it or not, believe it or not, and uh, that trailer is to uh, this movie called The Summer of '85. Yes, not to be confused with The Summer of '84. No, not to be confused <laughs> there. Um, and um, this movie is uh, directed by is it Francois Ocon? Ozone. Ozone. Yeah. Okay. Kind of like I don't know if it's Ozone or Ozone. Oh, Ozone. okay. It's French O Z O N Ozone. Apologies now for butchering any any yeah. names. Just kind of that kind of come up. Yeah, you know? <laughs> just put a little put a little mustard a little on it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So one of the reasons we're doing this trailer is because uh, Dorian and I have been at the music box probably every oh. every week for the ne- for the last three weeks. When I, I was talking to I was going to bring this up when yeah. you said we've been there quite a bit. Uh, when I was talking to Nick yesterday, I counted in my head. Um, I. Uh, I've been to the music box since uh, since the first week of May. Okay, and uh, was the, I think the first movie we went to Rafifi. Oh, oh so it was yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two yeah. weeks after you got your vaccine, maybe the second week of May. Yes, that's right. Yeah. Um, but from then until now, mm-hmm. uh, I have been to the music box fourteen times. I'm probably like maybe like <laughs> thirteen or twelve. Yeah, I know I may have missed or, like one or two. So I should say I've seen fourteen films. Yes, some of them I went and we Doubled went to up. two movies. That's right. So yes. I have, there have not been fourteen discrete trips to and from the music box, mm-hmm. but I've seen fourteen films there. Yeah. in the past like month, which is awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and most of them on film. 
Uh, yeah. Like yeah. the vast majority of them, yeah. I, I yeah. think, actually. Um, Rafifi's Story of a Three-Day Pass, Oceans. The Amusement Park, and um, Suspiria were the only digital. Oceans was a film print. Oh, Oceans was yeah. a film print. Oh, yeah. you're kind of the digital one. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. Okay, gotcha. Uh, so, yeah, yeah, so four, yeah, four digital films, ten film prints. Right. Yeah. Crazy. Which is awesome. Yeah. yeah. Like, what the... F- when has that ever... It's awesome. Even pre-pandemic, when's that ever been possible for <laughs> people? We're doing this trailer. It's Pride Month here. Mm-hmm. And uh, also, we're doing this trailer because Dorian and I have watched this trailer <laughs> a fucking <laughs> lot. So many times. And I'm not sick of it. No, I'm not yeah. either. Like, it's actually... <laughs> when it comes on, I'm like, oh, sweet. Yeah, right. I'm excited to see this. Um, yeah, we've watched it a lot because it's uh, been playing at the Music Box uh, a lot. And uh, the release date for this movie is next week, Friday, the 18th. But because Music Box is showing in the Heights for the next two weeks, mm-hmm. it will be opening at Music Box here in Chicago on the 25th. Oh, okay. Oh, cool. So it can be in the big theater? Um, yeah, I'm pretty sure oh, it's going to awesome. be in the big theater. Fuck yeah. yeah. That's great. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Because I kept seeing the conflicting dates. I was like, great, it's coming out next week. Let's do the trailer review for it. And then when we went to Music Box, I was like, it says it's coming out the 25th. And I'm like, why is that? And I was like, oh, yeah, they're playing up in the Heights in the big theater. Yeah. And they're probably waiting. Just yeah, they're just packing yeah. those mm-hmm. screenings in. Yeah, so... Which so, good, uh, yeah. Make make a fuckload of money. Yeah, exactly. Please do. Right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> pack those screenings in. Right. Um, but yeah, no. So we watched this trailer a lot, and we thought we we would we would uh, give it a proper review, talk about it. Yeah, I don't think we've done like a foreign film trailer. In, no. in a little while. Yeah, it's I guess been we a did. Night of, I think we did Night of the Kings like last. Uh, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Several months ago, but yeah, uh, just off the top of my head. But um, but yeah, no, it felt like a good one, and and again, we're just like. Yeah, it looks like it's going to be a good movie. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's definitely one I want to go see, <laughs> Yeah, too. You know, like, I'd love to go see it when it, when it opens at the Music Box. Uh, mm-hmm. I don't know if it's going to be digital or film. I assume digital? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, um, so anyways, uh, this story, this, you know, story is about, uh, takes place summer of 85. Yeah. And it's about two, guy, two guys, two boys in the... In France, a couple French boys, a couple French boys uh-huh. who uh, you know befriend each other and start to fall in love with each other. Seems, yeah, I mean, seems like it. And then also the trailer begins with like uh, one of the two of the kids like in seemingly in like court. He's like in custody, or yeah, yeah. in custody, like you know in prison. Right. And, like somebody asks, like you have to tell us what happened, you know, like confessing something. So it mm-hmm. seems like it, you know, it has a definite air of like things are gonna go awry perhaps mm-hmm. horribly awry yeah yeah uh in the end but you know but then once the cure kicks in and we're yeah. just like <laughs> fucking sailboating together and rolling our shirt sleeves up and mm-hmm. got board shorts on yeah and smiling in swimsuits and shit it's gold, just gold chains on hairless chests yeah just it's it's on oh your palest denim you know <laughs> Um, uh, so yeah, it's obviously a period piece, 1985. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it seems to have a lot of you know good period detail going right. on in the you know the costuming and all that type of stuff. But um, uh, but yeah, no, I mean it, it looks so. I this guy Francois Ozon, we should probably yeah talk about him just mm-hmm. a little bit too. He's he's been around for a while. I mean, the first movie of his that I saw was I think in like it was early 2000s, like okay, 03 or 04 is this movie called Swimming Pool, okay. Um, I remember the post. I've never seen any of his movies. So. Yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Swimming pool got like a seemingly a pretty decent amount of buzz. Mm-hmm. I mean, again, for you know, if you were paying attention to right. art house films or whatever, but it seemed like one of those movies that was kind of playing at art houses all over the country. Okay. You know, um, and uh, it had a lot of buzz and all that type of stuff. So, 
Um, I went, remember going to see it when it came out, and I was living in uh, Boston at the time. But uh, but yeah, it was really really good, and 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 even like at that point too, I think he had been making shorts for a long time and had a few features under his belt as well. But okay, like, so he's been around making films for quite some time. Yeah, yeah, um, probably twenty five to thirty years at this point, I'd say. But uh, but yeah, it you know this movie also it seems it's it's funny because I don't think I've seen any of his movies between that one and this one. Okay, and he's made like <laughs> you know like a movie a year since yeah. then. I just haven't seen any of them <laughs> for whatever reason. But I can see, you know, a lot of, um, you know, how this movie seems, uh, Summer of 85 seems like a, um, you know, sort of natural advancement or evolution of the same guy who made Swimming Pool. Okay. There's a couple of very similar, there's, there's seemingly, because in Summer of 85, there's seemingly a very, um, like, three-person kind of dynamic that ends up happening. Right. Because it's, like, him and this other kid, and then towards the end of the trailer, this, like, they meet this girl. They meet a girl, right. And then it seems like that starts to, you know, infuse the situation with some jealousy and bring the, you know, whatever um, homosexual tensions or attraction or chemistry between the two males that may have existed. We don't know how much that really exists. It's just it, you get the feel of it really strongly from this trailer. Yeah. But it's not like they're kissing or anything like that. It's just very like obviously we're forming a really close bond. Yeah. And like yeah. how close is that bond seems to be kind of and then maybe it's kind of upended when this mm-hmm. girl gets introduced and all that. But anyway. there's like a lot of like uh, I, I watched the trailer on the way over here uh, and a lot of that is done in like uh, in how the trailer is cut mm-hmm. as well, where like you know probably a lot of the a lot of the dialogue is not where you know and the images that we're watching there probably don't happen at the same time in like when sure. you watch the yeah. movie from beginning to end. But one that stands out to me that's like a good example of what you're explaining is um, there uh, the two the two boys are about to get on on a bike and the dialogue. This movie's in French, so it's subtitled and uh, the the young kid says like, Oh, this is my first time. And like the other kid, the other kid says like, Oh, don't worry. Just lean into the movement, mm-hmm. which subtext wise, yeah. you know, you, right. you're, you're immediately think of like maybe something more physical, you know, maybe like sex or kissing or something like that. But that's sort of the, the drive that this trailer has to sort yeah. of get you to believe like, we won't have to show you, you know, show you that these two guys are like kissing or making out heavily. It's, you know, it's kind of taken care of with like them getting on a bike and right, having yeah. a ride, whatever. It's more interested in creating relationships like in that way, right. you know, than just like outright. And also just like the development mm-hmm. and sort of like that moment of inception where it's like people are figuring it out maybe and like yes. aren't even sure perhaps, yeah, but yeah. like I'm feeling a certain thing. Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know what that's all about yet <laughs> type of shit. But yeah, you know, a lot of like eye contact and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, you know, physical uh, closeness, you know, right. just between the two characters as well, just makes it feel very much like yeah. there's an intimacy there that yes. maybe is a little more than just a couple, couple homies, good friends. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, but so anyway, so swimming pool has sort of like a similar type of thing where it's like there's this dynamic that then gets completely like interrupted, you know, because mm. um, by a, like a third party. Because mm, mm. um, in Swimming Pool, and again, it's been a while, Charlotte Rampling, was, she's a writer, like a like a mystery writer or something like that. Okay. I can't remember if she's having like writer's block or something or just needs to get away or whatever, but her publisher offers to like let her stay at, um, at his like, you know, awesome villa, you know, out in like the country or whatever. It's a right. quiet place. You can get out here and, mm-hmm. you know, She's like this sort of like more regimented like British lady. Okay, um, it seemed almost like she was maybe modeled a little bit off her like uh, Daphne du Maurier, who wrote a bunch of um, books that like 
Hitchcock based a lot of his movies oh, off of. Okay. Um, and a lot of other directors too, even like Don't Look Now, the Nicholas Rogue film yeah, is, yeah. Uh, is based off of one of her novels oh, okay. and stuff. She's like this, you know, she's probably like the most adapted author, I think, of all time. Huh. And it's like one of those, you, you know, a lot of people haven't even heard her name. And it's like, no, like all of her books yeah. were made into like major. <laughs> oh, Rebecca shit. Hitchcock's Rebecca okay. was a, a okay. Du Maurier uh, novel. Um, yeah, all this stuff. But, uh, but anyway, so, you know, she's a sort of like more, you know, kind of uptight, more regimented, kind of like, you know, proper mm-hmm. British lady in a sense. And uh, she's staying at this French villa and stuff. And then this guy's uh, daughter ends up coming home, who's like this kind of spoiled brat, very mm. like sexually open and liberated and stuff. And, you know, of course, she can't help but kind of, you know, the two of them end up oh, just okay. having this weird, you know, contentious relationship. Yeah, yeah. Um, with each other. And there's, you know, it's a good movie and I don't want to spoil it. And there's, yeah, yeah. you know, some, you know, potentially like an actual murder that then happens and all okay. this type of stuff. And so, you know, it, it goes from this like very charged, um, uh, kind of interpersonal dynamic relationship between like, you know, a, a line becomes a, a triangle, mm-hmm, you mm-hmm. know, and how does that change everything fundamentally, you yeah, know? Right. And uh, so, you know, this summer of 85 seems to have a very similar kind of trajectory as far as like these two people are forming like this bond. Yeah. Then this third person comes in and, you know, the line becomes a triangle becomes infinitely more complicated. Right. Maybe not everyone's happy with this relationship now and potentially some sort of violent conclusion. Yeah. Result, you know, results from it. Mm -hmm. Um, So again, you know, very similar kind of, uh, ingredients that he seems to be playing with in the two films. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, it was, it was so well done in um in swimming pool and and you know in very like auteur ish ways also like not conventional kind of like building of these types of like suspenses and okay drama and stuff like that you know having this much more i don't know character driven eye for things and detail oriented eye being able to like really kind of like play those relationships on a more like intimate you know real character level yeah rather than playing them out at like the scope of like a hollywood film you know Mm -hmm. or something so it's cool, you know, the way that he extracts that kind of tension from films and from characters. Yeah. So with such, like, surgical precision um, that, uh, you know, it seems like this movie with these ingredients and, you know, the actors look like they're really good in it, mm-hmm. too, mm-hmm. and all that. It just, it seems like, okay, with what I know this guy was capable of doing 17 years ago. Yeah, right. You know, seeing him playing with, with these ingredients looks exciting, you yeah. know. Um, yeah, and I like, you know, I like the period drama element as well i mean sure france france in the 80s cool um (laughs) also again like i you know i'm i'm okay with the like 80s and 90s nostalgia stuff just because it removes phones and the internet from movies that's true which i'm fine with yeah (laughs) yeah they're not good for movies so i'm okay with like let's just rewind the clock a little bit not deal with that shit. You are, know? We, are we? Do you feel like we're getting to the age now when we're, when we notice that in movies there's like just a bit of nostalgia mm-hmm. of like maybe like that adds to our like ooh I might want to watch this movie yeah but oh like no, def- but you're not making the connection like like you are we are we're not making that connection that like oh yeah phones aren't a thing we're just like people are just noticing like oh yeah like going over to someone's house and knocking on the door to see uh-huh. if they're there yeah. you know is like a there's a you know there's like a like a romance to it. Yeah, in a right. way, regardless of the see person if he's home. Yes, you know? right, like, exactly. Yeah, we don't know. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, I started thinking about um, when I was watching Infinite, when when the movie was about ten. I started thinking to myself, like, if this movie was done by uh, like a you know non-American you know director, like if it was done 
you know, like in Japan or in China or in Korea or, or whatever, like would it have would it have been better with like, you know, a different culture have like a better handling like of the story and stuff like that. And I feel like I kind of have the same thought with Summer of 85 because mm. Summer of 85 is not a story like I haven't heard before. Yeah. You know, whether it's, uh, you know, two guys, two girls or, you know, a guy and a girl, you know, that kind of thing. Um, but I don't know why I'm like so much more like interested in like this kind of version of a story from this culture and, yeah. you know, this like lifestyle as opposed to, you know, like an American director who decides to do the same movie. But like in uh, what's the place where all the fucking rich people have houses on the beach? Uh, Malibu? Not Malibu. <laughs> I don't forget. It, it'll come to me. <laughs> Sorry. I think it's in like New York or upstate. New oh, York or Martha's or Vineyard? Martha's Vineyard. Yeah. Okay. yeah something yeah. like, you know, like summer. Yeah. Some, like, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, I just, I just like think about it like that. You know, like every time I've watched this trailer, I'm just like, you know, I'm into like the love story. But then I'm also into like, you know, that moment when he when the kid is trying to figure out like what's going on and the, the other guy just gets in his face and he's just like, you bore me. And he yeah. just screams and I'm just like, Oh yeah. Oh dude, you don't know what you're doing, bro. Just stop right now. <laughs> you're breaking his heart. <laughs> don't do it. Um, but yeah, you know, like, uh, I think that's what I like those little elements is like what I really liked yeah. about the trailer. I just think it's like a really well edited trailer too. It is. Like yeah. it just gets a lot out of you, even if you're not like, you know, catching it right at that moment. Mm -hmm. uh, but we've watched it so many times that I feel like I'm still kind of catching just new things, yeah. you know, in, in it and everything. And uh, yeah, you can tell there's like a real depth to the like characters and the relationship between them. That yeah. like, you know, it comes through even just in like those little moments, like kind of, yeah, you can see how well built it is and how well, you know, it seems acted and directed and, you know, just yeah. put together in general to like, yeah, it's like when when you see something that actually feels that genuine and like the acting's that good, it like it stands out because most movies, let's face it, aren't yeah. like that these days. Yeah, no, no, no. Yeah, um, you're right. You're right. Yeah, and uh, you know, I think having a that nostalgic kind of feel to it in the summer of '85 thing um, as well, I think helps. Uh, in addition to yeah, just getting rid of like films and the internet, it just helps also remove the film from like now mm -hmm. in terms of like what films look like and like that their content you know that goes on streaming services and shit like that i think just kind of like pulling back from all that a bit too right yeah. allows you to, i don't know it just forces you to look at it you start to see it through those lenses again yeah where right. you know it does feel more like watching a movie how it used to feel watching movies mm -hmm. rather than watching infinite on paramount minus right. you know exactly right right which doesn't feel like watching a movie at all mm -hmm. you know yeah um, so yeah, you know, I, I, there's something cool I think to be said for that as well. Like mm -hmm. it does also feel like, especially with us watching like all these older films on film, you know, while seeing this trailer too, mm -hmm. it felt like this movie like could fit in, uh, you know, alongside that. So like you were even asking, is it going to be digital or on film? It's like, right. you know, it's definitely uh, digital right? for sure. But like, it just, it feels like we should be watching it on film. Yes. You know? Right. And exactly. I want to watch things on film, of course, and yeah. especially now. <laughs> But, um, but so yeah, much, I think yeah. I think it does a good job of just like, I don't know, not just like taking that stuff for a total um, gimmick's sake, mm -hmm. but like uh, just on a smarter, more just subtextual level of like the way that we just approach movies now. Right. You know, getting us to just like look at it. And, and it's also it's it's French. It's, you know, so people seeing the trailer for the first time might not even know right off the bat that this is a new movie. Right. Especially seeing it at That's Music true. Box. That's it true. could be. This fucking it could be from ninety five or like whatever mm -hmm. you know so that's a good point. 
yeah, it, it's cool though. It, it and you definitely like feel that. I don't know when you watch it. At least for me, it did. Yeah, it felt different from other trailers in that sense too. It's a little, little it's, like a little timeless. Yeah, yeah. Little, it felt yeah. more like a movie I just hadn't discovered yet, rather than like something that was come just coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, which is which is really cool and exciting too. I feel like coming out of you know coming out of quarantine as we're recording right now today's the day that like chicago is 100 percent fully open <laughs> you know we are back to just <laughs> fucking full capacity everywhere um but uh i think there's like also something to be said of like you know the the it's it's kind of funny the other trailer we've watched a lot is in the heights uh-huh. <laughs> and it's been just very funny to like have conversations with you where you're just like sick of that trailer, but I'm like, let's <laughs> fucking go. I am in. I want to see it all the time. But I think this is a, and Summer of '85 like has this effect uh, on me as well. And uh, you know, it it uh, it goes to my point is just, I think after not, uh, you know, like let's say the layman, the person who doesn't watch as many movies as you and I do, uh, you know, seeing something like a love story gone wrong or a musical coming out of like quarantine just feels sort of like fresh and new again mm-hmm. you know and yeah. i think that's another reason i'm very in, like very into this trailer and the vibe and the cure song that comes on yeah, in the beginning because totally. that's the other thing too it's just like the cure song is not like uh you know covered by like a french band like yeah. it's the actual american like song yeah you know done to this attached to this trailer that's completely subtitled it's all in french you know so that just a position you know, definitely has like an effect on me too and stuff. So, yeah. uh, aside from like any other movies, it's like reminded me of like, I, I get very strong, like talented Mr. Ripley vibes, mm-hmm. you know, from it, but <laughs> you know, uh, and of course totally. like a bunch of, a bunch of other and, stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, I kept thinking of knife in the water, that Roman What's, Polanski movie. Oh, okay. That where they're like, it's just these three people on a, two guys and a girl on a sailboat. Yeah. And it's more of like, it becomes this more like masculine competition with like, you know, homoerotic undertones. Okay. Yeah. But they're really like, but you know, one guy, it's like the, you know, this guy who brings his girlfriend on this boat or wife, maybe even there's this young kid that's kind of like, yeah, you know, 18 young, dumb and full of cum (laughs) kind of of dude, you know, who's like sailing the boat and they keep having this weird, like masculinity contest. And it's, you know, like vying for this woman's attention and stuff. And it's real, European and weird and <laughs> <laughs> and it gets you know out of hand and yeah. all this type of shit but um it felt like uh there was a similar dy- I mean there's a lot of stuff on a boat you know on a little sailboat in this one too and especially towards the end where there's the two two guys and a girl on there right I just immediately was thinking of like knife in the water and once again just felt like yeah no not only it's this guy working with the right ingredients but obviously he knows you know he knows the language and the history of cinema and mm-hmm. he's kind of pulling from the right pieces here yeah yeah i'm sure he's i'm sure he's definitely aware of that was referencing that to some degree or also i mean it's a great you know on a small boat out in the ocean like yeah (laughs) it's a good place for tensions to oh yeah you know yeah boil up Mm -hmm. you know there's Mm -hmm. there's nowhere to go so um so anyway yeah no it's just really kind of every angle or like every little referential thing or tangential thing that this movie made me think of from the trailer alone just like made me more excited about it Made it yeah look even more you know like it it's gonna be a really cool movie yeah it feels like it does hit like all the different you know quadrants of just sort of like what's gonna be in a movie there's like a love story there's a little bit of drama there might be a murder i don't know that's yeah. the vibe i'm getting yeah I know. you know i think uh i want to know i think this dude who's just being loosey-goosey with uh life and people is uh got something coming to him yeah i, I mean i don't think this kid's the first one maybe to <laughs> you know 
to go through the ringer either. Yeah, no. Might uh-uh. be some other some, some past shit to deal with. Ooh, ooh yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We've seen audition. We know how. <laughs> ooh. Things can be rough. Things can be rough. Um. Um. Yeah. No. I mean, I I don't really have anything more about. Uh, uh, about the trailer, uh, mainly because I know we both liked it, so I know it was probably yeah. just like a big love fest. But also at the same time, I mean, like again, the movie theaters are open. Like if you're looking for something different to watch, I yeah. also wanted to like, I also wanted to like do it for the podcast just so that people like know about it. Yeah, for you know, sure. go see it. It's gonna open at Music Box. You know, go support Music Box. You know, yeah, uh, that kind of stuff. But uh, like, yeah, su- supporting all the theaters is important right yes. now. Even the big dogs obviously mm-hmm, had mm-hmm. you know it may have been hit worse in some ways right, than right. even than the uh, smaller theaters. But um, but yeah, you know, it's it's the smaller theaters too got hit fucking hard. Yeah. So yeah. You know, got to give a little bit of love to to everybody. Mm-hmm. You know, we're all gonna, everyone's going to go see Fast Nine in a couple of weeks, including yes. us. <laughs> so, <laughs> you know, and Quiet Place Part Two, I think, is doing pretty well it and is, stuff. So, yep. I think you know, theaters are you know the big theaters are, are getting some money. It's important for all of us to to you know go and and you know I can't believe I'm saying this, but you know, and support them because we want them around too. Yes, yes. Uh, but uh, but you know, the small theaters don't forget about those guys, and there's some stuff like this that's you know that's coming out. Right, exactly. Hit, you know that looks exciting. Looks like you know good movies, not mm-hmm. just like it's something. You know, I think this this looks like it's actually gonna be a fucking solid film. So please go check it out. I think uh, if you don't have anything else, that's a good note to end on. Uh, like I said before, summer of '85. It will open next week, Friday, uh, June 18th. Uh, but at Music Box here in Chicago, it's gonna open on the 25th. Yeah. So keep out a lookout for it, and uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with another. Fun-filled episode. Goddamn right. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Bye.